What's up, everybody? Welcome back. We're back. You know, you know it. Episode 25, a quarter century, Owen. Welcome back. Episode 25 of Controlled Chaos. As always, Zach Woolley joined by my partner in crime, Owen Kiska. Owen, how are we doing on this last day of January? Hey, it's great, man. It's like clockwork at this point. I mean, we just get into it. I'm always doing great. You're always doing great. It's a great time. It's always, you We're know, just gonna send it. never We're just gonna send it. full send Conse- consecutive sending 25 weeks in a row. So without further ado, let's just get in first with our new music. OK, we got Brent Fias and Tyler, the creator, Owen. Flames. I, I, what else is what else needs to be flames? Said? It's a pairing that I have been asking for a pairing. I, Brent Fias and anyone would be great. But Brent Fias with Tyler, the creator is something special. And that's what we got. And it sounds so good. Um, I'm not going to lie. There was a so Brent Files had a little snafu on his YouTube channel, accidentally leaked the song about a day earlier. So I couldn't resist. So I, I listened to it before it officially dropped. Call me a fake, whatever. Uh, it was I just it was great. It was amazing. Tyler, the creator, Igor, Flower Boy vibes, Brent Files just being Brent Files and cursive. And what what and else what? needs to be said? I mean, you know, I'm going to give a hot take right here, I think. I think the best feature on this song was not Tyler, the creator. It was Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey's guitars oh. and bass on that song brought the song together. Yes. I'm going to be honest. I, I, I'm I always up for a Tyler verse. I don't think there's such thing as a bad Tyler verse right now. But I do think Tyler kind of phoned it in. I mean, he was really only in one part of the song. It was a short, like, 30-second verse. But, I like, I mean, good for Brent. He honestly carried his own song. It didn't sound like a Tyler song. Mm-mm, it sounded like a Brent all. song, which I still really appreciate. And, yeah, Steve Lacey is the unsung hero of that song. Oh, most His definitely. guitars on it are so good. Yeah. So, uh, so good. I, I get exactly what you're saying with that whole – it wasn't really Tyler. It was Brent's song. Tyler floated on it a little bit. But it was still – it was something like a welcome addition to me. It's kind of like – you know, you're at a Mexican restaurant, right? You're enjoying your meal. And they're like, hey, you want free queso? What are you going to? You're not going to say no. No, I mean, I'm not saying no to this song. I'm yeah. not saying no to a Tyler verse. No, exactly. It's like, I'll, I'll take, take the free queso any day of the week. Like it was already a good meal. Giving me the free queso just makes it an even better yeah. meal. And you just toss in Tyler, like the two, two and a half minute mark. Just mm-hmm. give him a little quick, quick verse. Mm-hmm. It's a I like it. It's perfect. I it's, like it a lot. It's the perfect compliment to a song. And it's just more of the same from Brent Fiaz. Just. When is the next album coming? I, I need it now. I mean, he said he's working on it. He I'm, said he's working on it. I'm excited. So, so sooner the better. Mm-hmm. So we also. You know what else I'm excited about? What else are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, I I think we're both saying the same thing. It's uh, it's one JPEG mafia. Exactly. It, it's the, mafia. the song. Uh, fix yourself. Are you gonna fix yourself? I think I have to fix myself after hearing that song. Oh man, it, it's it's I, fixing time. Someone someone said it sounded like a Drake song, and since then I haven't been able to unhear it. It really does, just with like Peggy vocals, like with the uh-huh. the overly auto tuned, like weird kind of chords in the back. Like it really does sound like a Drake song. Other than that, mm-hmm. but I I really like it. Oh yeah, like, that's I, not I a, that's not a bad thing. Uh-huh. And I I once again not really the biggest JPEG Mafia guy until like a couple months ago. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh yeah I now that you mentioned about the Drake thing that kind of makes sense now I don't know yeah, I don't know how to explain but like I yeah. get I get what you're trying to say we need to we need to add a little bit of that let, let's add a little bit of that Drake the six six from Drake yeah oh. just give me like the six sound in the mm-hmm. background the well, let's do that right now. Six, 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 six. Oh, oh, 
Romeo Star Radio. Yeah, I mean, it sounds better, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds dope. I don't think it. I don't think it can sound worse with that. And you it add really that can. with like OVO Sound Radio, and then now you're chilling. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, Jacob, is and, that and, you? I mean, EP two incoming from JPEG Mafia two after EP one dropped last year. Maybe we get a little bit of that on it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I I would love to see Drake and JPEG Mafia on a song. Who knows? That'd be that'd be electric. JPEG Mafia. That'd be the crossover of the millennium. JPEG Mafia certified on certified lover boy. Is that confirmed? Oh, All but. I, I mean, you didn't hear it here first. I mean, if we come back to this episode and but, we just we have a sneak verse from JPEG. But Mafia, yeah, like who who knows? Who knows? That, what if that actually happens? We yeah. can say we we said it first. We were the originators of this hype. And because honestly, who's yeah. going to be on Drake's album? I mean, this thing has been hyped up as like the magnum opus of Drake's career. Like, Just give me another get... Samfa feature. Give oh me a Samfa God. feature and I'm good. Give me Sam... That's all I need. Drake and Brent Fias. Drake and Daniel Ooh. Caesar. Canadian Connection. Drake and Daniel Caesar. Question mark. Ex- exclamation point. I would be. I'd be. I. I. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would. I think do Rick Ross that. has to be on it. Rick yeah. Ross needs to be on I it. Think or else is not a Drake album. Check mark. Check mark. Rick Ross. Um. Trey, checkmark, uh, Party Next Door, Drake and Roy. Sicko Mode Part 2 with Travis? Yeah. Or even like Company. That'd be dope <laughs> from like yeah. nothing. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a reading this underrated Drake that's and Travis That's a very collab. underrated uh, song. I would not yeah. mind seeing that from the new Drake album because I feel like it's going to be a lot of like old style vibes. But I could yeah. be wrong. We could be I hope like so. I hope so. full-fledged Drake on all of his voices. <laughs> Like we yeah. get war, like war, that single that he dropped. <laughs> I that, that then that would not be a maybe good he album. just changes his accent throughout the throughout mm-hmm. it. Has like six different accents. Exactly. He takes us goes into drill. Yeah. Uh we get a tour around the, the world with Drake's many, many sounds and noises and effects. That the more would, I think about it, Drake can't go wrong with this album. Uh uh-uh. uh. I mean what I don't think he can. What would make this a bad album besides and if he if he drops Scorpion again, it'll be bad. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean there will be people to like it. But I will say that like i think once it comes out it's gonna be like oh my god this sucks this is bad like the same thing happened with views like the amount of hype surrounding views was so big but like i listened to views this past week and it's a good album views Views is a good album it's a great album it got a lot of hate at the beginning but i I would argue that's the last drake album i actually enjoyed mm -hmm. more more life i go back and forth on there and there are certain songs on it i mean listen to more life scorpion's awful passion fruit that's passion about. fruit's a banger yeah passion from miles away it's a, it's a banger it. yeah so we'll see about that uh owen you know your guys yeah. dominique and his nosebleed the koreatown <laughs> oddity dropped a track he's dude it, it's the song of the year i don't think anything can be like we just we just hyped up brent we hyped up jpeg mafia if you haven't listened to breast milk by koreatown oddity you better go listen to it right now and don't come back to the episode until you have, because these are some of the best lyrics I have ever seen. It is storytelling. Let me get you. Let me get you. I I don't even want to say a lot of them, but I'm just gonna get you some. Get, get uh, us really some. quick. Um, I gotta think about. I don't which even line think there's a genius. Which page. line I wanna hit? I, there better be. Oh my god! There's not even a genius page. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um. I want to say, uh, I, I don't remember the exact word. All I got to say is, um, I, that's I nuts. There's no okay. genius page. He, he's literally, he's literally just saying he enjoys drinking breast milk. 
from his from his baby mama. That's it. That's it. It's a That's beautiful story. thing. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I, it's poetry in motion. Moving. It, it truly moving is. Moving words. It truly is. Uh, yeah, um, there is no yeah, genius just page. No, gen- no genius page. Genius kind of hoe and create town oddity for that. But you know what? If you haven't listened to it, go listen to that it. Just I think it's actually the- been out on Bandcamp for a while. just came onto streaming. It's amazing. That just gives you more reason to yeah. actually listen to it. And just pay deci- attention to decipher it. Decipher yeah. the lyrics. Decipher the words. Yeah. Make your own Beautiful. judgment. On and maybe maybe you'll hear it this week on Dot Chaos Radio. Dot Chaos Radio. Ah! There you go. You want to plug it? Uh, it's a plug you time. You want me to plug it? Plug uh, time with Dot Chaos Radio is our weekly set of 30 tracks that we put on Spotify and Apple Music for Bar. you to listen to as you go about your week. Fire. Uh, 15 from Zach, 15 from me. We Uh-oh. will drop it on Spotify and Apple Music, dot chaos radio, or you can find it on our Twitter page at controlled chaos pod, controlled spelled C-N-T-R-L-D. Uh, our link tree is there where you can get the link for Spotify and Apple Music. So be sure to check out when it drops, probably either today or tomorrow. Bar. You just bodied that. And like if you're not listening to I'm dot chaos better. I'm getting better. If you're not listening to dot chaos radio, what are you doing? What are you doing with your I'm going to, dude, I'm easing myself into the, into the shameless plugs. I'm getting good at it. Yeah. Shameless plug. Easy, shameless plug. Dot Chaos Radio, man. If you're not listening to Dot Chaos Radio, <laughs> you don't like music. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. plain, plain and simple. Simple as that. Simple as that. Simple as that. But onwards we go. We have a Mad Lib album that you were talking about last week. How was that? I, I, I've listened to it twice. It's kind of an odd album for me to kind of judge because Madlib for me has always been a person like he's a producer. And so when you get these producer only album where it's just beats and samples, you've got no actual rapping over it. I feel like it's harder to actually judge the music because like on Mad Villainy and the albums like that, where he's like working with other artists on his projects with, you know, Freddie Gibbs, like he's working with the artist. So their voice sounds better over his beats. So it's kind of hard to compare it because like, you know, usually it is the background essentially of the music, but I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of the samples he put in it for sure. I, it's something I can listen to definitely. It's, uh, it, it's, it's not something that you have to like listen really hard to. It just kind of goes on in the back and, you know, you just kind of get used to it. And, uh, it, I, I enjoyed quite a few of the songs. I enjoyed Dirt Knock a lot, which is one of the samples or one of the singles that came out. Mm-hmm. I remember that was, was, was that was on Doc Chaos already, but I'm saying. I believe it was on Doc Chaos this past week. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I still judgment still kind of out on it for me. I don't know if I like it or dislike it, but it, it's it's not it's not repulsive. Mm-mm. It's not it's not great. It's not bad. I think it's just good. Good, and that's fine. Not every project has to be great. Yeah. It's good, better than you know. Bad. You know, a project was great though. Another project that dropped this past week mm. that mm. is Arlo Parks. Arlo Arlo Parks dropped probably what is. My favorite album of this year up to this point, Collapsed in Sunbeams. Okay. She's a she's a British artist. Uh kind of like a like a pop vibe to it. Kind of a feel good album. Um you know, she's she's talking about being collapsed in sunbeams. What's 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 happier than that? Just mm-hmm. lots of sun. Sun rays, sunbeams. And uh yeah, there were there were some great songs on it. Uh, it was in and out like 40 minutes. Uh, I believe like 12 songs, perfect length. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite one was for Violet. That was a, that was a good song. Uh, Hurt, Hope, also good songs. Might see one of those on Dot Chaos, but yeah, man, I think this was my favorite album 
of the year so far. Okay. That was my favorite album, album of the of month. January. I guess you can say album of the month. January. There you go. There you go. Arlo Parks. Yeah. Another song number one on her Spotify chart is track 10. You want to hear what the name of that song was? What's it? What's here? Eugene. 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 If you know, you Eugene. know. But uh, yeah, Arlo Parks with uh, a good album. Album of the uh, album of the month for January. My my album of the year to date. To date. So check that out for sure. This was definitely the best week of music this year as well for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my the god! Combination yes. of that and then also Brent JPEG Koreatown Oddity coming onto Spotify. Uh, there was another song Narrator by Squid. It was like an eight minute long song. It had like three different parts to it, basically. Oh wow! Uh, there was one part. There was one part at the end where there's literally just a woman on the track just screaming. And uh, it sounds it sounds bad, but it like it's good, you know. Like I I can't describe it. You just have to. It's another one. You just it's, have to you listen. Experience to. it. Yeah, and then and then there was another part of the song where it's just two minutes straight, where like there's this heavy heavy like rock instrumental in the background, and the lead vocalist just yelling, "I play mine." It's 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 I can't oh, explain wow. it, but it's the song rocks on so on some death grips vibes. It rules on some death grips type vibes. Yeah. Wow. Kind of kind of like a kind of like a post-punk type sound. Yeah, go and, nuts. Uh, I enjoyed that a lot too. You want to get hype? Listen to Narrator by Squid or else. There you go. Words of Owen. Uh but you know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows this week. Unfortunately, we lost uh Sophie this on Sunday. That was a very it was it Saturday or Sunday. That was a very tough thing to wake up to. Um I'll be honest once again, I haven't really listened that much to Sophie. Uh, but after reading articles and seeing uh, their impact on everything, it's it's you know it's a tough mm-hmm. loss, tough loss. I mean, my my main kind of exposure to her was Vince Staples, uh, yeah, right, with Kendrick off of Big Fish Theory. I love that song, and it really is the instrumental that makes it. I know, you know, Vince worked with her a lot. Uh, she she kind of crossed over between genres. She was a lot into house music, electronic music, that kind of thing. But also, you know worked with rappers, worked on, worked on projects like that. And yeah, just a, just crazy influential, mm-hmm. so crazy, rest, crazy rest influential in lost too soon. Yes. Way too soon. Rest in power. So good week in music, man. Good week in music. Oh, I mean, like you said, probably the best drop drop wise, the best week we've had so far in 2021. Hopefully it gets better and better and better. Uh, so, you know, Owen, oh, guess what time it is we made a promise we made a promise we made a pact we were gonna start a dialogue and the dialogue we are gonna start right now and that's with cricket man we're a cricket podcast now cricket is a hell of a sport cricket is a whale of a sport man i i encourage you to check cricket out yes it's a long game and it lasts sometimes up to five days long but hey just watch just watch the highlights just watch the highlights you don't have to sit there with your tea and your yeah. crumpets and sit in front of the TV and watch it all day. Watch the highlights. Yeah. It's it's like it's baseball 360 degrees. That's the best way to explain it. Exactly. Like, um, it's, it's electric. It's electric. It, it's kind of like I don't even know. How, I mean, you're going to have to watch a video to explain cricket to you. We'll give you the cliff notes right now. So there's a guy that hits the ball, right? And then there's another guy who's also trying to hit the ball, but he's on like a base. You don't even want to call it a base, but it's that. So. Homeboy hits the ball. You're supposed to run back and forth as fast as you can to get as many runs as possible. But the catch is instead of playing nine innings like you would in baseball, it's only one in cricket. So you have 11 guys on a team that each bat and until they get out. So once they get out, the other team bats. 
it's hard to explain. Yeah. That's how you get crazy numbers. Yeah, you, you get 10 outs and that's it. Uh-huh. And I mean, hitting a home run, hitting it out of the park is worth six runs. Okay. Yeah. Not even a great grand slam's only worth four. This is worth yeah. six. Hey, all you got to do to get four runs is hit it to the fence. If it hits the fence, like it can roll to the fence, it can one hop over the fence. If it just goes to the fence, it's four points. So I mean, I mean, you know, we got some pretty high scoring matches. Oh yeah, there were some matches. There were some matches I checked out where the score was in the four hundreds. Mm-hmm. And two hundred, two hundred is regular. It's a, it's a regular day yeah. in two hundred. Oh yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's awesome. It's lo- it's lovely. So there's oh, there's beautiful. there's a lot more to cricket, but Cliff Notes version, check it out. Dope sport. I'm- Dope yeah. sport. I, hey, I saw in India actually beat Australia a couple weeks ago. Which pretty, is big. pretty big match there. Two top five teams in the world. And uh, England actually goes up against India this week. Another, I, I believe it's the number two and number three ranked team in the world. Mm-hmm. That's squaring like, off. I mean, that's that's Dodgers Padres, man. That's Dodgers Padres. We might have, we might have to update you next I mean, week. Yeah, again. we'll have to let you know. And I mean, this is a historical context of cricket. So, of course, it originated in England during the colonizing era. So colonize the colonizers would teach cricket to the you know the indians the africans all these people all these places where they colonize so yeah not cool to colonize places but the call the indians and other places like in pakistan sri lanka they were they learned cricket and then they ended up getting to play the british on their home turf on the lord's ground or whatever and india won and i want to say this was in like the early 40s 50s 60s so it was a sign of change because they had finally beaten the same people that had colonized them so that's why it's such a global sport electric outside of yeah i mean the storylines of cricket absolutely electrifying you get some crazy comebacks too where like you you've already got like six or seven outs and you still need like a hundred runs and those last couple guys just go nuts yeah like you'll have you'll have because it's really cool because you can just keep batting until you get out so like if one and two are batting and number two gets out, number one stays out there and number three comes out. So you could have the number one guy up there like at the end with like the number 10 guy if he just doesn't yeah. get out. Like these guys can literally get like 100 runs by themselves. Just it's imagine crazy. just imagine being able to bat with Mike Trout for the entire inning. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he just simply wouldn't get out. Uh huh. I mean, I, I, I don't know. What, what would be like a dream MLB cricket team? Okay, I think I'm going like Mike Trout, obviously. Probably like a trout. Ronald Acuna. I'm gonna throw in a hot one. Give me Kevin Kiermeyer just for the defense and stick yes. him in the final hitting spot. So like you never actually really get to him hitting. Mm-hmm. Just give me Kiermeyer for the defense. Give me Kiermeyer plus, and then this is another one. Carlos Correa to be the bowler. Now, oh yeah, every that's, a good no, that's another thing with cricket. Everyone that plays defense also bowls or pitches. Yeah. So you're going to need a yeah. guy with a laser for an arm. Carlos Correa has a laser for an arm. He's so there. Correa is there. I, I I have to get people with defense. Like Marcelo Zuna would not be playing cricket because Ooh, he has no he has no hands. Like you, you can't even use a glove. You have to catch it with yeah. your bare hands. So you got to you got to know I, what you're I doing. I can't imagine he's doing anything. Uh-uh. I'm going to go like I'm talking all defense team like Jake Give me Marissa. give me Aaron give me Arenado in there maybe yeah. or like a Matt Chapman. Definitely Matt Chapman. Give me Chapman. like a bunch of third basemen. Give me like Bregman, Rendon, Chapman. But we need someone fast, so that's where we bring in like Jackie that's we, Bradley. That's where you bring in the Kier Meyer, and you get like JBJ is another great uh-huh. outfielder. 
And then but maybe like, even maybe even just for like the specialty bowler with also a little bit of hitting on the side, give me like a mad bum or a granky. Yeah. So they can give throw me, like some nasty curveballs and still be able to hit. Uh-huh. Give me a granky. I feel as like granky would he would love cricket. He yeah. would love cricket, I feel like. Give me Kansas City Royals Zach Granky, and you're winning the Cricket oh, World Cup every year. Prime Zach Granky is going nuts in cricket. Mm-hmm. He has to. That's definitely like I Can mean, you imagine? Like can, a little can like we a, say anything like a else about cricket? I don't know. It's I, just a great. Just it's just a great it sport. Check it out. It's just a great sport. We I like. We're still trying to get caught up on like what's actually going on. Like, are there world championships going on? Like, you know, when when is the actual like World Cup for cricket? And th- that's something we're gonna have to look into still because I I feel like we're not quite there yet. But we've got down how the sport works. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We're a cricket podcast. And, uh, you know, unfortunately. We were going to have cricket just completely replace the sport of football this week, but there is some football to talk about. Oh, most definitely. We have to, we, we, we got, we're, we're reaching the end of the rain. We got to at least bring it up. So, um, crickets is what we heard after in the city of Houston, when the Texans hired David Cully to be our new head coach. Mastermind of that amazing Ravens passing game. Yep. They just, The, the Baltimore Ravens known for their passing. Yep. That air raid. Air raid offense run by David Cully. David Cully has yeah. only interviewed for one NFL head coaching job, and he has gotten it. And that's yeah. what the Texans. He's batting a thousand. He's batting a thousand. I mean, he can't get much better. Than that. I feel so. I feel so bad for Eric Bieniemy. Free that man. Free Bieniemy. Yeah, he, he's created the best offense in NFL history, and he can't get a head coaching job. That team is so good, and it's not just because of the talent they have. It's because he uses them in the right way, and he is just getting completely ignored. It's terrible. It's, it's, r- it's ridiculous. And don't forget, Lovey Smith is also coming to the Texans. <laughs> Get hype. Get hype. Can't wait for Lovey. So excited. So excited. Um, this is this is just a joke. 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 Yeah. Jack Easterby. Nick Casario. I, I, we, I think I found Nick Casario's burner account on Twitter. That was funny. <laughs> um, Jack Easterby's burner account's also funny. It's like, we know yeah. it's you. Like, they're tweeting. Like, no no regular Texans fan is like, I'm, I'm happy we signed Cully. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, uh-uh. What are you, nuts? What are you, nuts? At, at best, he's kind of just there. Yeah, you don't you don't want the Nate you don't want the storylines to be about your head coach unless they're insanely good, and I don't think you're going to get that with David Cole. Uh-uh. He's just going to be there. Yeah. So uh, another news: Deshaun Watson takes the Texans out of his bio, and it's clear he does not want to be a Texan anymore. Cue the Drew was it Drew Holiday or was it Eric Bledsoe? I don't want to be here anymore. Ooh, I'm trying to. I'm trying, I don't remember which one. Former was, Phoenix. Yeah, Sun. I know what you're talking about. I think it was Bledsoe. Yeah. I, th- I want to say it was Bledsoe. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, there is a silver lining to this whole Deshaun Watson situation. Assuming we do trade him, I think the return is going to be astronomical because Matthew Stafford was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for Jared Goff, who is a younger quarterback, a third-round pick this year, and two first-round picks next year and the year after. So Matthew Stafford is worth Jared Goff, who's a arguably franchise quarterback, Two first round picks and a third round pick. What is Deshaun Watson worth? Where is the ceiling? Is there a ceiling for what Deshaun Watson is worth in this market? Do you literally just have to sell your team to get him? Like, just sell us the rights mm-hmm. to the team. There will no longer be 32 franchises, there will be 31. 
Just com- yeah, just we'll give you Deshaun Watson if you combine franchises with us. I, I don't know what's gonna what it's gonna take. Like I, I floated the idea of like four first round draft picks. I, I, I know it sounds like nuts, but this is a this is a guy entering his prime that has proven himself to be one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, leads the league in passer yeah. rating, leads the league in completion. Per- I mean, the, uh, uh, when he has part is he's under he's under contract yeah. for everyone. This is literally a dream scenario. He's if I'm not the up. Texans, if I'm an NFL franchise, like if I'm the 49ers, for example. Yes, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, but really, do you have Jimmy Garoppolo? If you're a guy like Shanahan, are you not just going to throw the house at Deshaun Watson? Why wouldn't you? There, there are like maybe three or four teams, I think, that don't give everything they have to get Deshaun Watson. Obviously, the Chiefs aren't going to go for him because they have Mahomes. I don't see any reason the Ravens need him because they have Lamar. And and other than that, there are maybe three, four quarterbacks that, that I could come up with. Russell Wilson... Uh, if Aaron Rodgers returns to Green Bay, guys like that, I can see those teams not trading for Deshaun Watson. But if you have anyone that is even arguably outside of the top five in terms of NFL quarterbacks, you need to be making calls to the Houston Texans. Because oh. at this rate, I, with with how the Texans track record has gone the past couple of years, you can probably get him for like a, a future fourth round pick. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think any team can fleece us. And like Stafford just went for two firsts and a third. I will bet you anything that whatever Houston gets back for Deshaun Watson is less than that. It, it would just be such a Houston Texans thing if we got less than what the Rams got or less than what the Lions got for Matthew Stafford. You know, a sneaky team in this whole process, I think, would be the Falcons. Falcons possibly moving on from Matt Ryan. Yeah. yeah I would see sound. them trading house. Deshaun Watson grew up around the Falcons in the Georgia area. I mean, that's... Yeah. That's a fit there. I mean, pretty much any team within the top 10 picks, Sands, the Cowboys, is in the mix. Yeah. Um, money money works for Matt Ryan, too, because mm-hmm. he's he signed through 2023 as well. So it, it's not that much of a it's not that much of a difference in terms of money. It's like 30 million annually versus 40 million annually. You give you give us Matt Ryan and then like two or three firsts. I could I could see us taking yeah. that. Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, three first and a second round draft pick and a and a used vending machine. I, yeah, I, I mean the wild card in all this too. We're we're kind of just jumping to the conclusion that Deshaun's going to be traded. He still has a no trade clause, and in the introductory press conference, Coley said the sole reason he took this job and that he was hired is because Deshaun Watson is our quarterback. So at some point, we have to waive the no trade clause and actually trade him. And until Coley or whoever says, you know what, Deshaun really just isn't going to play for us, like that could be a realistic possibility. He could be our quarterback beginning next season. Yeah, but the one thing I do want to also point out is during that press conference, they did not refer. They really dehumanized both Deshaun and JJ. They So Casario mentioned Deshaun as the player and number four. And yeah. the same thing with Cully. They, referred, they didn't refer to them as humans. They referred to them as numbers, players, the player. Like J.J. Watt, yeah. 99, 99 this, for this. No, it's Deshaun Watson. He has a name. Yeah. So it goes back to the whole Bob McNair, you know, don't let the prisoners, you know. Yeah, it, don't it's, let the inmates run the asylum. Yeah, don't let the inmates run the asylum. Um, it, it's the whole franchise as a whole um, is just going downhill. We've already yeah. explained that in many, many episodes. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Something's probably going to be done before the draft. Senior Bowl was this week, so – 
Yeah. We'll see on that regard. But Kellen Mond MVP, by the way. Yeah, big ups Kellen Mond. Find yourself on an NFL roster, young man. Ellinger Ellinger threw for a couple touchdowns too, I believe. I know he was the starter for one of the teams. It was him against mm-hmm. Mond. Yeah. And then so, matchup so that, that we cool should have see. seen during that was college. cool to see. Yeah. Little many little uh, star showdown. Yeah. I know you brought up JJ for a second too. There was a report the other day that he also might not be coming back. So that's something else Texans yeah. fans can look forward to. And I think this is mainly uh, a cap literal scenario. face of the franchise. Yeah, it's a cap yeah. scenario. Uh, he's what seventeen million this year. If you're not going to be contending, you don't need to be paying people seventeen million dollars a year so you can be four and twelve. So yeah. that's probably going to happen, and it's sad to say, but I hope JJ gets a ring, man. Same thing with James Harden. They Absolutely. they pay their due diligence. They deserve something. But um, that's perfect segue, Owen. Uh, you know who has uh, the identical amount of losses in the win-loss column? The two teams. <laughs> it's, I think I know where you're going with It's this. the Brooklyn Nets <gasps> with Kyrie, KD, and James Harden. And the Houston Rockets, who are on a five-game winning streak. Kendrick Lamar, take it away. We go be all right. We're going to be all right, Owen. We've won five in a row. We hey, we look good. We're knocking on all cylinders. Yes, we beat the Pelicans. Yeah, but it, 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 who cares that it was the Pelicans? It was a good team victory. We were down by like 15. Come storming back. We blew him out of the building. We looked great. Yeah. Christian Wood is great. Ola, the whole He's so good. They call it the wow factor. Wood, Oladipo, Wall. It's perfect. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And... Regardless, if there's injuries, there's injuries. But the games that we're watching right now are so much fun to watch. It's so refreshing as a Rockets fan. Um, I didn't know how much I would like not having to see James Harden just control the whole offense. Like actually watching a basketball team, like ball yeah. movement and threes. And it's a crazy thing. Mason Jones and Jayshon Tate. It's just <laughs> great. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it, it, it's good. It's, it's good. I mean, we've got a chance to continue it, too. Like you said, we've won five in a row. We've got back-to-back starting tonight against Oklahoma City. That's not a great team. We play Memphis after that on the road, so we have three games the next four days, which is not ideal. But, I mean, Memphis is a hot team. Maybe they're the team that finally takes us down, especially if we can win back-to-back against OKC. But, I mean, we're we're up to 500. That is something that we were not even close to being able to say a week, especially two weeks ago. Exactly. I, this, team, this team is starting to click. You're absolutely right. John Wall's coming back. Uh, Oladipo seems to be getting healthier by the day. Christian Wood came back from that ankle sprain. I mean, it, it does look like a complete roster right now, down to the bench unit, who also looks very, very good. Oh, and yeah. uh, I, I do have to I do have to point out, I'm not trying to defend the Brooklyn Nets, but I do have to point out they have played four more games than the Houston Rockets, and True. all of them were wins. So Houston, as of right now, is a 10 seed in the Western Conference. If Brooklyn were in the Western Conference, they would be the 5 seed. So they're a little bit ahead of us, but man, that loss tonight, I think that is an absolute momentum shift. That has to turn your team on your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they come out a few nights ago, put up 147 points without Kevin Durant. They had nine players in double figures. And then tonight, without James Harden, with Bradley Beal in the first half, just simply refusing to play at times. It was worse than what James Harden was doing with the Rockets. There were possessions where he was just standing there, hands by his side, not doing a damn thing. Mm-mm. And let me tell you, Russell Westbrook looks like he's back. Yes. And because I'm Westbrook and Beal in that fourth quarter, Westbrook and Beal in that fourth quarter, it was absolutely nuts. Russ was like one assist off of a 40-point triple-double. And then that those last 10 seconds, Beal runs up the court, pops a three from the top of the key with two guys in his face, Mouth. hits it. Joe Harris goes to inbound the ball and throws it straight to the Washington Wizards. 
They do like a Tracy McGrady type thing, score six points in like four seconds, take the lead and then win on the other end after the refs nearly blew the game on Kyrie traveling on the inbounds. And then they missed the layup anyways. So it was absolutely nuts. And the same thing happened last night too. The Blazers and the Bulls, Damian Lillard hitting Mm -hmm. two three-pointers in the final 10 seconds. Absolutely crazy stuff. Fast-paced basketball. We love to see that. Um, I saw a stat that was going on Twitter. The Nets currently have the highest offensive rating out of all the teams, which would be the best of all time. And they have the worst defense. I think they have a 121.9 defensive rating. And that's good for like the worst ever of all time. Yeah. If, all if, of if, yeah. Since the James Harden trade, they have the best offensive rating of all time and the worst defensive rating of all time. So make make of that what you may. But if they, I mean, that's the definition of we're just going to kill you with the offense and who cares yeah. about defense? Score, I mean, score, score. And At the end of the day, there's still two and a half games behind the Philadelphia 76ers who have Joel Embiid, the MVP frontrunner, I would say at this point, and they've won eight of their last 10 games. So until they prove to me that they can stop Joel Embiid, I, I still don't see them as the favorite in the Eastern Conference. Not to mention, they still have a guy named Giannis right below them exactly. in the standings. So the East So, is- I mean, it's certainly, it's wide open. Uh-huh. Uh, and then wide open. we had our first Saturday showcase game on ESPN and ABC. Uh, the Celtics and Lakers, that was a very another game that went down to the wire. The Celtics had a chance yeah. to win at the end, but couldn't get it done. Um, it was I don't know. I love watching the Celtics play. I love their brand of basketball. And I, I, I did say I you can quote me on this when we were before we traded James Harden. I wanted to trade with the Celtics. I wanted yeah. Jalen Brown. I love Jalen yeah. Brown. I Jalen Brown is one of my favorite players. I love watching him play. He's so good. Just very fast, quick. Yeah. The combination of him and Tatum, who have both emerged as like two of the best players in the league under the age of 25, not to mention you've got Peyton Pritchard, the rookie. He looks really good. Mm -hmm. You've got a guy named Kimball Walker, who was actually taking the last shot again in that Lakers game. And he got a decent look, just missed it. I mean, they that that's another team right there. We've got three teams ahead of them in the standings, but that Celtics team isn't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. They've not been healthy a lot of the year. Tatum missed like half their games so far because of COVID and then an injury. I mean... They, then, they could put it together. Jalen Brown, 44% from three. Um, his EFG, remember that stat from a couple episodes? I do remember it. 59.597. That's, that's good. Solid. It's good stuff, Solid. man. Good for the brand. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Brown's going to be good. That Celtic team's going to be scary in the playoffs just because of the depth they have. Um, Absolutely. Most definitely. And I, I will say, ties shift. I think the East is the better conference right now. Uh, but you know who That's has something take. you know who has something to say about that though? Uh, Utah, Utah Jazz. Jazz eleven straight, man. Eleven straight for the I, Jazz. And to Jokic shut him down today, but yeah, they won eleven straight over the past couple of weeks. Absolutely crazy stuff. Not to mention the Clippers have also won nine of their last ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, those top two teams ahead of the Lakers, even the Clippers and the Jazz look like contenders right now. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, Donovan Mitchell is great. And then Spider. the Utah Jazz lose Donovan Mitchell, and they come out and they win back-to-back anyways against – God, who was it? I want to say it was the Nuggets. I, I want to say they won at least one against the Nuggets without Donovan Mitchell. Just I, – I mean, Jordan Clarkson is the sixth man of the year right now. That's oh, not even up for debate. Who would have said that so, three years ago? He is so good. He makes everything. And then, I mean, Gobert, we, I, a lot of people like to hate on him because he got that max contract and, you know, he averages what, 12 points a game? He's proven it. But yeah. 
he's they're playing well. They look good. Mike Conley makes everything from three. It seems like uh, Bogdanovich is finally starting to get into a rhythm. It seems because he yeah. was awful to start the season. I, I think I think Mike Conley's finally starting to play like the player that they traded for. I mean, we forget that trade was made. We we're like it's kind of an under the radar deal, but it was a big move because. Spider finally had someone that could, you know, facilitate and, you know, be yeah, Mike absolutely. Conley. And he's finally being Mike Conley. Uh, but yeah, back to back wins against the Mavericks. That's huge. Um, yeah. on, on that streak, they beat the Bucks. They beat the, I mean, the Pelicans on a back to back. They beat a Warriors team that's solid. They beat the Nuggets earlier. Nuggets eventually yeah. ended up beating their streak. But I mean, solid wins. I mean, it, it took it took forty seven points from Nikola Jokic to beat them today, mm-hmm. tying a career well, high. Th- that's the yeah, he tied his career high, almost dropped fifty on the Jazz, and that was how they finally lost a game. I mean, if that's how you lose a game, you can't even really be mad. That's just going to happen. Exactly. I mean, sometimes the other team's going to come out, and they're just going to have one guy that goes absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Jazz—they look like a threat. We we clown on them a lot because the Rockets have always seemed to have their number in the playoffs, but. Let me tell you, if I'm the Rockets, I do not want to get in a playoff series with the Utah oh, Jazz no, tomorrow. No, because you know the tides have completely turned. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I think Donovan Mitchell is going to have himself a year. He had a, he had a time in the bubble. He's having a time right mm-hmm. now in the season. Um, don't let him get hot in the playoffs because that team's no. scary. I'm but, talking, I, Western and that's Conference what that's what scares game. me about the four seed in the Western Conference as well, the Denver Nuggets, because like I said, Jokic is the other MVP candidate right now, other than Embiid. And Jamal Murray might not be playing his best right now, but we know when Jamal Murray gets into the playoffs, he's going to turn into what we saw last year. Or at least that's what we assume, because he is the kind of guy who lives for the big stage. He loves getting in those battles. He loves going back and forth with the other team's best player, just making absolutely everything. And if that happens when they get to the playoffs and they can sustain the losses of guys like Torrey Craig, a guy like Jeremy Grant, who has been thriving with Detroit this year, if they can sustain some of those defensive losses and just have Murray and Jokic shove points down the other team's throat, that's another team that could contend. Uh huh. I mean, the the, the league is really wide open right now. Exactly. And I love to see that. I love seeing, you know, parity between all the teams. It's great. Um, So it'll be interesting to see, man. Uh, the whole the whole spectrum of everything as we continue moving on. How many how many wins are the Rockets going to rack up? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, they they are better than a few teams that we did not think they're going to be better than this year. A mm-hmm. uh, couple teams hitting the panic button. I think the Miami Heat need to hit the panic button soon. Um, I, they look bad right now. Yeah, they look bad. They just got Jimmy back though, so I'm going to give them a couple more weeks to let that marinate. But um, yeah. I think it's a big thing with this COVID year. Playing at full strength because you know playing with eight players is different than playing with the full squad. So oh, absolutely. Um, Playing at full strength is going to be big because we know that team has the potential and whether it was lightning in the bottle in the bubble that they caught or whether it's, you know, their, their, their time. Are they really just a scrappy team? Exactly. So, I mean, I I think the Heat are a very interesting team to watch. I I wouldn't be pressing the panic button just yet. I'm going to give them another week just to hopefully stay, stay, find some sort of normalcy. Um, And then if they're not winning with Jimmy back and it's it looks different and it doesn't look as good, then I'll be pressing the panic button. They've, but they've been okay. in in games. Remember they had that game against the the Nets that they were that was close. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'll, I'll wait for them but to I be mean, full strength and we'll see because that's another even thing. More so. Yeah, I mean they they like you said they really do just need to get back to full strength because they've got Tyler Hero missing too for a lot of these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
you you give I will give them some time, but there's one team that I'm not giving any more time. I think they just genuinely don't have what it takes to be a playoff team this year. And a lot of people thought they did, and that's the Dallas Mavericks. Zero mm-hmm. so PR, five in a row. They have lost five in a row, and Luka Doncic in those five games has played like the MVP. Like he cannot do anything else at this point. It comes down to the fact that Kristaps doesn't look like Kristaps, and other than that, I mean, what do you what do you have? You have Tim Hardaway Jr. You have James Johnson. You have Josh Richardson. You've got Trey Burke. I mean, this team may have been the most offensively efficient team in history last year. Throw that one up in my face all you want, but they don't finish games. They I wonder just if can't. I wonder if they're missing a certain coach or an executive that might have, you know. Ooh, yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah. It's a Silas yeah. effect question mark. Um but all jokes aside, yeah, Trey Burke, really, you know. Um, these players they need to be used correctly and maybe they aren't, maybe they are, but these aren't guys that I want to be relying on on my team. No. Now I am relying on a rookie Jay Sean Tate to play power <laughs> forward. So I don't really have room to but talk, hey, it looks good. but maybe it's just, them not getting used correctly or oh, a yeah. little bit of both. Um, whatever works. We'll see with them as well. Um, if Luca keeps playing at the pace that he's at and they can't rack up more wins, that's panic. That's what I'm button, saying. Luca's at nearly averaging a triple double. He's close to 30 points a game and he's got nine rebounds, nine assists a game. If you can't win with that, I mean, then he really just isn't he's in struggle town. Exactly. Luca Doncic. He is he is in Spain without the S. He's in pain plantation. Um, there you go. But yeah, on one last team, the Tampa Bay Raptors, slash Toronto Raptors, slash the team down south that's also up north. Um Chris Boucher, please. I, they, they've they turned away from him again. They've started to give some more minutes to Aaron Baines again. Give the minutes back. Are, why it, are you Why are you suddenly turning away from Chris Boucher? Is the Their Aaron, last game he only played eighteen minutes? Is the Aaron Baines fan club uh, staging a coup, <laughs> a successful insurrection on the the know. Raptors? I don't know. Um, All I'm saying, you know, he didn't he didn't play well in their last game against the Magic. It is a game that they won. Aaron Baines got ten more minutes than him, but you you can't turn away from Chris Boucher after what he's done this season when you've given him minutes. That's your I mean, guy. It's now. just something that cannot happen. He's got to be your second guy or third guy after Siakam and Lowry. Exactly. Just play the hot hand, please. And and Van, that's that's not, not even realizing that Fred Van Vliet is one of their best players, if not their best scorer, at least right now. Him and Siakam are going back and forth for that title. Mm-hmm. I mean, he looks great to start this season. He's I I believe he's close to leading the league in steals as well. So, I mean, that Raptors team has the potential to be a great team. They just haven't put it together. Yeah, and so, I think it starts with giving Chris Boucher his minutes back. Uh-huh. Give Boucher his minutes back and let that team marinate. I mean, that's the thing. You it. You don't take the chicken out of the oven when it's not all the way cooked. You yeah. know, I'm not eating raw chicken. I it was it was just starting. It was just starting to sizzle. It was getting some juice mm-hmm. piled up inside, like you were getting ready to like make a really good chicken, mm-hmm. and then you just pulled it out of the oven right before it was done. Yeah, patience is key, and it's a, ver- it's a mean, virtue. Sometimes you you're the one that prematurely takes the chicken out of the oven and other times it's COVID that takes the chicken prematurely out of the oven what a great analogy right now i don't even know what planet i'm on but i'm going with it um but yeah i i'm sending it right now i think let your chicken cook let chris boucher cook man don't let it don't let him don't take him out and put him on the bench 
Let him sit yeah. in the stove and cook. Let that team marinate. In the words of Zach Fox, let him marinate. Um, that's the thing. Heat, marinate. Raptors, there marinate. I, I Absolutely. It, it's been the storyline in every, I'm, pretty much besides the NFL. Don't let COVID affect your season, but it's going to, but try yeah. your hardest for it not to, you know, I, I, you know, the heat now with the drug dogs, we talked about that last week. Keep that going. Keep that same oh, energy. That's that's, I can't wait to see that in action. That's going to be amazing. Get the COVID dogs out there. They some dogs, yeah. bro. They some dogs. Yeah. But you know, I, if I'm a team right now, I'm investing a lot of money in COVID precautions and everything. And I know they probably are, but at some point you got to let it fly. You got to, you got to invest in it. Like it's GameStop. Exactly. GameStop, GameStop to the moon, AMC to the moon, GameStop. No, I've I've got money in Dogecoin. It's going to the moon. Doge to the moon. Dogecoin's going to a dollar. It's crashed. It was below three cents. It's back up over four as we're recording this. There we go. It's on, it's on the way up. Doge to the moon, COVID precautions to the moon. And I'm feeling bullish about that market. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, I mean, how can you not? Let let that chicken marinate. So, but you know what is marinating, Owen? What's that? The thought in my it's... mind that the St. Louis Cardinals now have probably the best corner infield spot in all of baseball. Arenado Goldschmidt. How are you better? Give me, give me another. Team. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think because I'm thinking of all the like premier third baseman in the league. Bregman's got Uli, that's not good enough. I mean, Chapman's got what Matt Olson, that's not good enough. I, I can't. I don't, I don't have one. I can't. I mean, you're, you're right. I guess Anthony, you can Anthony Rendon say, and Albert Pools. Yo, uh, <laughs> you could say Justin Turner and Cody Bellinger, but he doesn't play first that often. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's honestly Turner and Muncie at that point. Um, yeah. I guess Hosmer Machado. Hosmer Machado's up there too. But, but Hosmer, other than that one little stretch last season, did not have a Hosmer esque season. Mm-mm. So now you have. Nolan Arenado, who you got for they they paid you to take Nolan Arenado yeah, off their books. That, that's, I still can't dollars. comprehend that. I still cannot comprehend the fact that the Colorado Rockies paid fifty million dollars to get rid of Nolan Arenado. That's insane. It's stupid. I, what there were so many moving parts in that deal. How could you? How could you give that up? Like just give you just give up another just give them a prospect in addition to Arenado like anything give them like one top thirty guy you're getting like five back anyways exactly. just give them like one guy if you don't have to pay them fifty million dollars that's insane um yeah I, I don't know I I guess they're trying to base it off of Nolan Arenado's COVID season where he only played in forty eight games and batted two fifty three for a yes. good enough for a point nine WAR but the year before he had a six WAR season batted three fifteen slugged 583 with a weighted runs created plus of 129 that's elite that's elite but he played it he played at Coors he played at Coors Field I I I don't care shut up don't shut up get get, stop talking get get out of here stop talking please stop talking talking stop immediately (laughs) 12.5 defense I hate that argument what are you nuts I hate it he's projected but yeah I mean he's projected this year Two, I mean, even if he does follow his projections and hits 285, 
Still, weighted runs created plus, 114. War, yeah. four. I mean, so, somebody in the NL Central had to buy at some point. It was insane. Like, one of the, I believe it was the AL East, it spent like $500 million on free agents or something already this offseason. And the NL Central had spent like $3 million. Like, the NL Central had to do something. They were just losing all their players up until now. Like, the Cardinals, honestly, I feel like, just capitalized on a situation where nobody else in that division is buying. Uh-huh. Everybody is selling. And the Cardinals said, selling. you know what? Give us our give us our free division then if you want. The Pirates aren't anywhere near contention. The Reds are losing Bauer. I mean, the Cubs, like you said, are selling. They might be losing Chris Bryant pretty soon. Mm-hmm. They've already lost Schwarber. How about Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo? Well, how do they compare to Goldschmidt Arenado? Peak? At their peak, yeah, probably. But still. I guess I guess Rizzo's falling off a little bit. When Goldschmidt and Arenado were in the same oh, division. They, yeah, no. Those were on, two MVP candidates. Oh, yeah. Prime <laughs> Goldschmidt and Arenado is better than Prime Brian and Rizzo. You can't convince me anything otherwise. The only better Prime argument I would take is Rendon and Pujols. But that's just because Albert Pujols but is that, a, a yeah, Hall of Fame. That's but two that's, completely different eras, yeah, too. Exactly. That, was, that could have never happened. Exactly. So. Um, but let's talk about the prospects that Colorado got, including my favorite let's one. Hear. Personal favorite. My favorite player ever to come out of TCU. Houston product. College classic legend. Luke and Baker. Can we talk about Luke and Baker, man? Luke and- I love Luke and Baker. Love me some Luke and Baker, bro. Um, I, I, where do I start with Luke and Baker, man? So, uh, Gatorade player of the year. Okay. Um, goes to TCU. I witnessed a game at the Houston college classic, which if you are listening, the college classic is a tournament that is put on by the Astros that brings in a bunch of quality, college baseball teams and they play just a weekend of baseball it's great it's awesome it's amazing luke and baker man out of oak ridge high school get this stat tcu his freshman year of 2016 slugging percentage of 577 an ops of 1.06 nuts luke and baker 11 home runs while pitching that same year went three and one with how many strikeouts, Owen? 41 strikeouts. Oh, wow. It's beautiful. It's great. They played a game against Rice. He started the game. Hit. He hit cleanup. He struck out. He had a no-hitter going through three. Comes up to hit okay. bottom of the third. Hits a home run onto the train tracks at Minute Maid Park. I was like, how is this guy not going number one overall? Now, he's currently a first baseman only. Does no longer pitch. He has the highest. In 2019, he was in... Uh, advanced A, A plus, ball, um, okay. for the Palm Beach Cardinals of the Florida State League, um, but I, Luke and Baker at Coors Field is Electric Factory on another level. If you go on YouTube, type up Luke and Baker, you're gonna you can just watch it hours on it. Guy has an enormous swing. I don't want to say he's Larry Walker, but comparison wise like when it comes to the nukes he's gonna hit at Coors Field he's going to the moon he's going to the moon he's just like GameStop man yeah now that doesn't that that by no means is okay giving the team 50 million dollars to pay for your all-star oh yeah I still don't yeah and not even including a top uh, any I, I don't even know if they got a top 10 yeah, they didn't prospect. even get they didn't even get their top I know they didn't get any top three they may have gotten one top five 
But I mean, the the Cardinals held on to their key pieces at, at the end of the day. I mean, it it was what I would consider a fleece for the Cardinals. Oh, most definitely. But if but, you if you're a Rockies fan out there, take solace in knowing that Luke and Baker is going to be a stud. He's on the way. Is is Trevor Story getting moved now too? I feel like he has to. I would think he has to. But I where does Story go to? I don't know because so many middle infielders got signed this week. I mean, there really isn't anymore any spot for him. Marcus Simeon goes to the Blue Jays. That's a crowds up sign. that infield a little bit more. Probably moves Kevin Biggio out of the starting lineup because I you have to think Bo Bichette probably stays at at short and you put Simeon at second or flip flip flopping around those I are would two middle infielders. It. I think Simeon's and good then, at short. I don't know where where does Biggio go? Is he just a bench bat? Like is he your is he your super utility guy? But I think he, possible. Should, he could start on a lot of teams. Uh, he absolutely could. And that's I brings me into my next one, too. Andrelton Simmons to the Twins. That's another infield, middle infield that has Jorge Polanco and Luis Arias already. Mm-hmm. Do they move Arias out of that spot, put Polanco at second, and then Arias becomes like your DH slash utility guy? Because that's a guy that could bat, you know, when he's on and when he's hitting the ball, he's batting 350 for you. Like that yeah. is one of the best contact hitters in the league, and you're just moving him out of that middle infield. It's, I mean, it's it's a strategy. We'll see. Yeah, I I don't know if I am a fan. Starting with the Simeon and uh, Biggio comparison. Now Simeon has a lot more stats, so it's it's going to be different. But batting wise, Biggio was a better hitter at his age 25 season than Simeon was. Now Simeon, in all respects. In his age 28 season, the season in which he was an all-star MVP runner-up, um, he was about a couple of percentage points higher than Biggio. Um, yeah. I don't know. It, I mean, they, they really don't even compare. I don't know what the Blue Jays – they should really just have a crowded infield. I think the Blue Jays were like, you know, screw We're going to go all in. Let's get George Springer and just create a monster offensive lineup and try to be just – like the Nets, they've done it. I mean, because pitching staff wise, what do you have? Hinjin Ryu. I, they brought in Steven Matz this week. Yeah, that's another that's trade their, that they there made. There you go. There um, you go. So is that foreshadowing for a Bauer move to the and Mets? And they still have they 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 have who Pearson still too. Yeah, He's, Nate uh, Pearson, the young guy. He's Nate solid. Pearson could be good. Um, I mean, but yeah, they they really do have kind of a death lineup right now, though, especially in comparison to their pitching, which really just isn't there. Mm-mm. I they they're taking kind of a. God, what team would I compare this to? Honestly, like an old Yankees approach. Yeah. Where it's it's not the new Yankees where you've got Garrett Cole, you've got guys like Tanaka and Paxton every year. Like, it, it really is just a death lineup that's going to attack you. Yeah, that was like the, I, I, like when the Yankees back in, like, what was it, 2016, 2017, they brought in, like, uh, oh, when they brought in Stanton. They didn't have the old yeah, Tanaka. It was, Tana- Judge, it was Stanton, like Tanaka Sanchez. and Sabathia. Yeah, their, it was, it their, was like t- Tanaka, Sabathia, Paxton. I think Severino was injured that season. So, yeah, it was really yeah, just a Yeah, like lineup. Michael Pineda is your like fifth starter. Like, that's not yeah. someone I want to have. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, that's a good comp right there. Um, I mean, that's yeah. really where they're at. That's where that lineup at. is nasty. It is. Simeon, it's disgusting. Bo Bichette, Springer. Uh, this is in no particular order. You've got Vladdy there still, Biggio when he can, like when he when he fits in the lineup. You've got Lourdes Gurriel who looked good last year. Uh, Randall Grichik, who is a super underrated outfielder. Mm-hmm. He had a great season last year. And Former Angel Randall Grichik. And uh, God, who else? Teoscar Hernandez. Former can put Astro. some good at bats in for you. I mean, it, it's a good team. 
Yeah. It is a good offense, especially. And that AL East is going to be good. I mean, yes, oh, yeah. the Rays, you know, Rays let go of Charlie Morton and Blake Snell and others. But, you know, it's okay. Uh, they still have Kevin Kiermeyer. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Um, uh, the Red Sox, Red Sox even bought in a little bit. I don't even want to say that. I mean, we had the rare Yankees Red Sox trade this past week. Adam Ottavino to Boston. Uh, I don't know what to think about that one. Uh, it's weird seeing a team like that. It's like, I don't know, Man City and Man U transferring players. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. it's weird. Uh, something I feel like I feel like Ottavino fits well in Boston though. He does, they though. really do need relief pitchers. Oh my and god, that, yeah. his slider's nasty. Uh huh. Disgusting. Frisbee. Give me that slider on a cricket pitch. Yes. See what, see what the other team can do. What can just, happen? Just throw that slider. They're not touching it. It's going straight to the wicket. Mm-hmm. Hitting That's the wicket. Hitting the wicket. You're out. Yeah. Uh, I I I think I I think the AL East. I was talking to a friend and I was like. Top, I mean, NL West, obviously best division right now, just because that's where all the action yeah. has been. Um, then AL East, maybe, probably, honestly, I, I don't I'd know. Probably put that ahead. I'd put that ahead of the AL West at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the West, the A's just lost Simeon and Hendricks. So now you're relying more on a Matt Chapman and Matt Olson. Yeah. And Th- things change others. a little bit if Bauer goes to the Angels. Talk to me when Bauer goes to Bauer the goes Angels. Bauer goes to the Angels and, and we have And it's interesting but, because then the Angels at least have – a core of guys. They at least then have Trout and someone else, not just Trout. Now, though, if I'm the Angels at this moment in time, I'd rather take. And this is a diff- This is a change in stance for me. I'd rather take Jake Odorizzi plus others f- instead of a Bauer, just because we don't have wow. pitching right now. Yes, we got Quintana. Wow. Um, you need your frontline guy, but is that Bauer? You know. I thought it was Blake that's a, Snell that's for the a large, longest time. That's a large change right there, Zach. Oh, you've yeah. Been, I've, been I've been pro Bauer from Bauer. since last year. But are I, the shenanigans getting to you, or are you just, are you just changing your mind about It's not the shenanigans. The it's just like, I don't know. Looking at Bauer's stats, we compared him to Tanner Roark last week because they're yeah. very, very similar when it comes to stats. And I – I'm just not sold, man. I I would love it, to. It comes down to whether you want depth or you want a star. Because you True. get Bauer, you're locked out on everyone else. You get a guy like Odorizzi, you can still get other pitchers that you can put in the rotation. And don't forget about Reed Detmers, man. Reed Detmers, low-key best draft best draft pick Angels have made in the past three years. Bold take. Um, but, you know, you still have assets like Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. Whether you want to keep them or yeah. not, I don't know. But Adele needs to put the pieces together too, and they become infinitely better as um, well. I don't know. I would take a note to Rizzi. I, I, I and I, it's, I, it's so weird for me to say that I, I'm fine settling for like Jake Odorizzi, but still at the same time, I'd rather have depth than have a star at this point in time. Yeah, I mean that is that has been the Angels' philosophy over the past few seasons. They haven't had many pitching stars since even like going back to like the Jared Weaver days. Mm-hmm. Jared Weaver, Dan Heron, like have they had any? pitching gurus since well, then? Well, I, I, I think my main issue is we signed Trevor Bauer and it turns out to be C.J. Wilson 2.0. Like, we signed C.J. Yeah. Wilson after he was lights yeah, out. PTSD from that. And that whole that whole spree. Pujols, Hamilton, C.J. Wilson, scarred for yeah. life. Scarred and they're they're for still life. paying Pujols, and I believe – are they still paying Wilson too? Uh, Wilson got off the books after this last year. So gotcha. that's okay. crazy to think about. But the fact that Bauer wants like a six-year deal – like it'd be yeah. so angels for them to get Bauer. We're all excited. Third start, just over. <laughs> and then he just falls apart again. 
just peeks on his driveline thing and just goes back downhill. Yeah. Now that would be hilarious. I, I, I think Bauer is very interesting. I definitely see him after the Mets move, moving Mats, that opens stuff up, I think, for them to possibly get Bauer. And Bauer's wanting to yeah. beat Cole's AAV value. So whether there's a rivalry between the college teammates or not, but wanting to be luck, the man. highest paid pitcher in baseball and not having I mean, you have a Cy Young, but it was granted I and it's COVID, everything he's, he's gonna not that. say that. But he's not Garrett Cole. I know. Uh, and he isn't, you know, he isn't until he proved like he, he goes and has a, a regular year and he goes solid numbers like Cole did for his all of his tenure in Houston. I'll accept it, but yeah. I'd be more apropos to be like, hey, Garrett Cole, here's one or uh, hey, Trevor Bauer, here's one at 20 yeah. or no, one I, at 25. I completely agree with you. And that's exactly what the Blue Jays and the Twins did with their middle infield guys. Simeon and Simmons both on one year deals like prove it deals almost yeah, see how it, it works out. And then worst case scenario, you went all in one season because both of those teams are contending for their division and it doesn't work out and you just let them walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. And, I know uh, I know someone wouldn't agree to it, but like I would love to see like a team be like, hey, four year deal. But there's a there's a team option after the first year. So, yeah. you know, we'll give you your four year, however many AAV that you want, the 36 AAV, however much that equates to. But yeah. prove it. One year, yeah. prove yourself. And you're locked in for the rest of four. You're exactly. guaranteed to get that money. But and you know that's something that a, a team and a player wouldn't agree upon, just because a player no. wouldn't want to. They don't have guaranteed money. So yeah, absolutely. But, but I mean, what other teams may move? Ray, Real Muto and Didi Gregorius going back to the Phillies was mm-hmm. big this week. So they're going to run it and back. At, I guess. And at least, and at least has a couple solid teams. If the Phillies can actually play up to their potential, I mean, a that's team a that has team. Bryce Harper, JT Real Muto, uh, Reese Hoskins, Didi Gregorius in that batting lineup should be at least competing for a wild card spot. Exactly, um, and that that's on top of the Braves and the new look Mets. That that division's got some power in it. Yeah, um, and now the the Philly season could have been. I don't even want to say that it was crocked up to the COVID season because they had almost an identical year the year before. Um, the Marlins did without their players. Yeah, couldn't the Phillies? Um, the Nats, the Nats as well. They're going all in with Schwarber um, and Lester now and Lester. So two former something. Cubs going to Washington. But and then, of course, we have the Astros making a sneaky move on Sunday morning, bringing in Steven Souza on a minor oh, league man. deal. I love that. deal. I love it. I love it. I, I would have wanted Marisnik, but Souza. He's Marisnik 2.0. Mm-hmm. I, they're basically the same player. Mar- Souza and Kiermaier playing together in that Rays outfield was nuts. Those oh, two guys are so good defensively. And if you can put – if Sousa can figure out a bat and get into our lineup somehow and be our everyday center fielder, that would be – That would be very Amazing. Awesome. That would be perfect for us. Very much Because awesome. I don't want Miles Straw playing center field this year. It, it was it was cool while it lasted. He's a fast guy. Like he had a couple cute little bunts this past season and stuff like that. But he, he's not an everyday center fielder right now. Man, and if you get Souza back to his prime, Souza could be that. So get this opening day lineup for the Rays in 2016: Logan Morrison at two playing first, Evan Longoria, <laughs> and your outfield of Kiermaier, Souza, and Desmond Jennings. What a name oh, wow. Desmond Jennings is! And wow. you know who was the catcher on that 2016 Rays team? Let's hear it. Hank Conger. 
the Panda Man. Let's go. Pandemonium. Um, they also had Brandon Geyer, Steve Pierce, and Tim Beckham, as well as Kirk Casali as their backup okay. catcher. That's a solid club right there. And and uh, Souza honestly is three years removed from a good season with the Rays. He had an eight ten OPS, thirty home run season in twenty seventeen with Tampa Bay. He batted only two thirty nine, but his on base percentage was high. He drew eighty four walks, I, OPS plus of one nineteen, which is super solid. I mean, if we can get him back to that, I do believe he had an injury that kept him out in 2019. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was, but I feel like he had a severe injury. If he can come back from that and start to return to the form he had before that, I mean, he's in good, he's in good shape to be in our outfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he he tore his ACL, LCL, and PCL All three. in his left knee. Triple three. Yeah. So so he yeah he he's uh his left knee blew up. Uh, so if he if he can if he can get back from that and that was that was almost two, it'll around opening day it'll be around two years. So I mean, I if if we can get him back from that if he can recover from that I don't see why he wouldn't be a guy who can at least make your twenty five man roster. Well, you're looking at for least him to be a bench guy. You're looking for him to replicate his twenty seventeen year because that year yeah. he had it he had eight defensive runs saved. He had a good yeah, year. But he the, was good that year. The year after that, in 2018, with the Diamondbacks, he had a negative two DRS. So I don't oh. know whether you want to equate that to the first year of the Diamondbacks being on that turf field or whatever. But he plays like 2017 Steven Souza and yeah. the Rock. The if Astros he, if he like we said, if he just replicates Marisnik, we're good. That's mm-hmm. what we need from him. Oh yeah, is to be the second coming of Jake Marisnik, and he can definitely do that. Yeah, that 2017 year, 30 home run season. I mean. What more can you ask out of a guy? Weighted run creative plus at 121. Now, is he going to replicate? If he can be three quarters of that player, that's all the Astros need. Yeah, absolutely. All they need. Absolutely. A three war but, season. I mean, I mean, you're trying to replace a Springer who, you know, for all intents and purposes, what was his war? Let's see. His from him that 2017, that World Series season. Springer had a he had a four and a half war season in the year that Souza had a three point six four season. Now, yeah. granted, Springer only had a, he had a, his best year in twenty nineteen. He had a six and a half war season, and in twenty twenty he had a one point nine war. But whatever that means, what take yeah. take it with a grain of salt. You need Souza yeah, to take last season with a grain of salt. You take Souza and he can give you like a two and a two point five war season. You could couple that with a. I don't know who else you're trying to platoon in there. I, I, I'm thinking Straw's definitely going to get some reps. If you want to platoon oh, yeah, Susan sure. and Straw, and they, if they can add up to like four war, they can both have a two it, war season. I'm fine with ideally, that. Ideally for me, though, Miles Straw is a guy that is on the bench, sort of like a Derek Fisher type, where he's your pinch runner and he comes in in the eighth or ninth inning and plays left field for Michael Brantley. Because we are going to need a defensive slash base running guy like that in late game situations. Mm-hmm. And if Miles Straw can be relegated to that role, I think he performs that way, way better than a starting outfielder. Uh-huh. Because a lot of Springer's offensive production is going to be supplemented by Jordan Alvarez, hopefully having a full year in the lineup. Because being able to have Alvarez be that power bat now, you're not going to have George Springer leading off now. It's probably going to go back to the early 2015 days where it went Altuve. Altuve, yeah. Blank, Correa. So it'll probably be something like that. You might probably go. Altuve, Bregman, Correa. Yeah. ABC. ABC, one, two, three. Um, that works for me. Bar. 
bar. Did you get that <laughs> bar? Oh, that. what a bar. Um, That's solid, though. Put those three guys at the front, put Brantley at four, and then Jordan at five. It actually goes A, B, C, B, A, their mm-hmm. names. A little bit so of that a would be electric. That would be cool. Um, And then round it off with, you know, a round Castro. Yuli, Castro, Souza. Souza. And then a third outfielder to be determined. True. I mean, the Astros do need another out. I mean, Josh Reddick's gone. That's one name that yeah. we haven't even we, mentioned. There's still anymore. one more name we need um, because Reddick's gone and we don't want Straw there. Maybe we get a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. Here's a name I'll bring in. Let, let, give me an Intendi trade. I want to get Andrew Benintendi from the Red that's Sox. I don't know point. how we can put it together, how we can make that work, but I want Benintendi because I know there are a lot of people that are saying he's going to get moved. Let so, me get Benintendi hypothetic, in left field. What what is his what is his market though? What's his market value? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's worth any like he's certainly not worth top ten prospects after seeing what what the what the Cardinals gave up for for Nolan Arenado. I mean, if we want to play the game of comparisons, Andrew Benintendi's nowhere near Nolan Arenado. Uh uh-uh. uh. I think but, he's probably worth maybe like maybe one top thirty prospect. So. Let me yeah, pull up the like list. one top 30 prospect and then like one major league pitcher, like one relief pitcher or like back end starter. So Plus, did you would you dump like. Man. I'm okay. trying to think of who we still have, because like the first name that comes to my mind is Davinsky. Devo's a free agent. Yeah. Do you. So I need someone trade like, like. I know. I don't know because you have a lot of not you don't have a lot of good starting pitching. To, how about Nivaldo Rodriguez had some time in the majors this past year. He's decent and he's only okay. 23. So Nivaldo Rodriguez, that's your pitcher. And then and another bat, Corey Jolks. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but other guys, uh, not a top 30 prospect, but maybe some organizational depth, some money. Yeah. Um, how about how about Brandon Bielak? I'd be willing to get rid of Bielak for him. Yeah, I, 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 I that he might even be a little bit better than Navaldo. That might be something they would go for even more. So I would give go, him Andre Scrub, the goat. No, not Scrub, bro. <laughs> I already ordered my Scrub jersey. <laughs> Jk, can you imagine? Um, That'd be amazing. Ben Intendi, though, I I I want to say he's on his like second or third year of arbitration, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he's he's gonna walk soon. Uh, also, um, I want to say f- he's a friend of one Alex Bregman, so that's that's a plus. There you go. He's set to make six and a half million this year. He signed a two-year, ten million deal two seasons ago. Okay. To avoid two seasons of arbitration, so he got paid three point four million this past year, and then he's getting six point six million this year. So a walk year, essentially. Yeah, essentially. So I I would give him Belac on a walk year. I take it. Belak and yeah, money. he has one, he has one more year of arbitration, and then twenty twenty three he's unrestricted. And it's only what it's so team I'd, friendly, only what three and a half mil. That's not that bad. Yeah, get him yeah, to play I'd take right it for sure. I would take Benintendi for sure. Mm-hmm. That's a good that's a good pickup if I'm the Astros. But there's other names oh, to yeah. be found, and it, it's just it's pickups like that that we need to make. I don't mm-hmm. remember has JBJ been picked up yet? No, not yet. Because that's another guy you put, you put him in right. Yeah. There's there's another there's a third outfielder for you. Are you put him in center, Souza and right? Actually, I would say because Souza Souza, I believe his main position is right because he was always with Kiermaier, who's like your prototypical center fielder. 
God, how many times have we brought up Kevin Kiermeyer in this episode? Who would have thought? Kevin Kiermeyer is the goat, man. That whole race, the race <laughs> organization is Kevin full Kiermeyer. of fun. Full of fun. G-Man Choi, Kevin Kiermeyer. Here's a name we haven't heard since November. Randy Arozarena. Randy. Randy. God, they had Ryan Stanek, the current Astro. Mm-hmm. Used to be the Rays opener. Jose Alvarado they had. Diego Castillo. Just a, just a, that team's fun. A ton that of team is fun. It's a fun team to watch. So I wish I lived in Tampa Bay so I could root for. I know so the city of champions, foreshadowing for yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> so oh wow, hot it, take, hot take. Um, Do we have to make a Super Bowl prediction before the game on Sunday? I don't know. I, technically, I guess we're recording after it. Do we have to talk about we it? We might have something up our sleeves though before the Super Bowl. Hmm. Maybe uh, maybe we're gonna have to tune in if you're still listening on the 73rd minute. A little subtle Special plug. Day. Subtle Special plug. Day. Subtle plug. So that's what we got in the MLB. Uh, and Owen, yeah. it's time. It's time for you to shine, bud. It's college Dude, I basketball. Could talk about, time. I could talk about this past week of college basketball all day. This was the best. I I'm sad because UT lost to Oklahoma earlier in the week, and then we had our game against Kentucky canceled. We were about to beat Calipari, and it was going to be the best feeling, and we had that canceled. And I still want to talk about college basketball because this it. SEC Big 12 challenge was so Oh, good. it's amazing. It was so good. Baylor is my number one team in the country at this point. Gonzaga has done nothing wrong. It's not because of Gonzaga. It's because Baylor is so good. Like, they just don't – they've won all 16 of their games this year by at least eight points. They've only had two po- two games that were decided by single digits. Uh, they just beat an Auburn team by 12 that had Sharif Cooper, who's been one of, if not the best scorers in college basketball since he became eligible. Uh, there were some amazing games. Texas Tech LSU. Tech went on that 12-0 run in the final minute to beat them after they were down seven with a minute to go. TCU Missouri went to overtime after Missouri tied the game with just a couple seconds left. That score, that game was like, I want to say like 102 to 98 final score. Always fun to watch in college. Alabama lost to Oklahoma, who, by the way, now has won three straight games all over top 10 teams. Uh, that hasn't happened in like seven seasons. So Oklahoma is the real deal, apparently. Boomer. You've got Can- you've got Kansas. They've lost four out of five. Lost to Tennessee in a blowout in this SEC Big 12 uh, slate of games. They've lost four out of five. Like I said, one of them to that Oklahoma team. So they're slipping. They're falling off the horizon. I mean, they're still a tournament team, but I, how high at this point? I feel like they're falling out of the top 25 pretty soon. I mean, there there were so many good games in this challenge. It was so, so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Even without UT. And like I said, me, not the biggest college basketball guy myself, but I did watch the SEC Big 12 Challenge um, just because it was fun, man. It, they're, yeah. they're fun games. It's a good game. They feel like tournament games mm-hmm. to me. It's It felt like tournament games because it's not interconference games, which you don't get that often in the March Madness. It was like two Power 5 teams squaring off against each other in games that felt like they could have taken place in the round of 32 Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. Like, if I told you Kansas and Tennessee are going to meet in March Madness, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see that. I I mean, it could happen. It could happen. But as a whole, man, you have it right here. All the teams that lost, Texas, number five, Iowa, number seven, Virginia, number eight, Bama, nine, Tech, 10, West Virginia, 11, Mizzou, 12, Wisconsin, 14, Kansas, 15, 16, Florida State. So out of the top 16 teams, it's a lot of teams that lost. So you know a team that didn't lose, though? Who's that? U of H? Two teams. U of H, go Cougs. 
Caleb and Samson and the boys do looking good. Um, and my Arizona State Sun Devils back on a winning oh, track. Yeah. Beat Stanford. Beat Cal. I'm excited. I, I mean, mean I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, what I, else is they, there to say? If they make if they make a run in the tournament, who knows? Exactly. Uh, make them make them like the four seed in the NIT and let them go nuts. Honestly, that'd be fun. Just put them in the NIT and let them go crazy with Gup. Gup, Jacob. Gup, Remy Martin. But God. I mean, ASU has games to pick up though. Um, they missed about a week and a half worth of stuff. Uh, they hadn't won in a month and a half before beating Cal on Thursday. So that wasn't fun. Uh, I'm excited though. I'm excited. Yeah, that went over. That went over Stanford was huge. Yeah, um, it was huge. Now theoretically, they should have beat U of A. That should have happened, but it didn't. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. Um, game that I was at, I attended. Fun. Um, but you know, let, let's actually focus on the stuff that matters, which is the SEC and Big 12, because I think we, we talked about it. We have ACC Big 10 Challenge. We have the SEC Big 12 Challenge. What's the Pac-12? They don't have any challenges to be. There's yeah. no challenges to be had with the Pac-12 in basketball. They don't have a conference to go mano-a-mano with. I guess uh, they're the, the West Coast now. Conference. They can play Pepperdine and Ooh. San Francisco, the Ooh. Dons. San Fran- give, me, give me like San Francisco, San Francisco, Stanford. The battle Ooh. for the Silicon give me, Valley. Give me Gonzaga playing against USC. In That'd be that. a good game. That would be that Gonzaga would be good. UCLA good game. Gonzaga UCLA would be nice. I could see that happening. But yeah, I, I, like a Fresno State. Ooh, teams like solid, that. Solid. Yeah. San Diego. There's State. there's one game coming up this week though, Zach. That I'm super excited for. Uh, well, you know what I, that is? I would be pumped. It's too. it's the game I've been waiting for for literal months. I cannot wait. for Many this moons. Game. If it gets postponed because of COVID, I might have to commit a crime. It is my game of the year in college basketball, Baylor UT. They finally get to match up tomorrow in prime time. Everybody's healthy for UT, knock on wood. They've had issues with COVID in the past couple weeks. If we can get all the boys healthy and out on the court, if we can have Coleman, Jones, Ramey, Brown, Sims, and the other Jones, that six, along with Brock Cunningham, and come that, on, team, that team can put – up points on Baylor. That team can make a run on Baylor because there are not a lot of teams in the country that can do it. Texas is one of them. I would. I, I'm and excited. I, I'm not, not saying Texas is going to win. I don't expect Texas to win. If Texas can get it in single digits and lose by single digits, preferably less than five, I will be satisfied. That is not a game you can fault Texas for losing. I, I I'll be watching. I will be. I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely tuning in. I'm I am pumped, tuning man. in for sure. That's going to be a good game. And is that at UT or is that at Baylor? I believe it's in the Frank Irwin Center. Oh wow! Uh, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, I, I I'm going to check that out though. We're going to see. Yeah, it is at the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, Texas. Oh wow! Just about an hour and a half down the road, live from the Forty Acres. I mean, we've Texas has lost two very close games out of their past three. Lost, but to. Texas Tech by two and then OU by one. Uh, I, I think we smell blood. I think we definitely smell blood. I mean, Baylor's been cruising recently. They played a game this past week against Kansas State. They won by 48. I mean, that they're certainly not going to get that against Texas. I think if we can catch Baylor lacking a little bit, make a run on them in the first half before they go on a run in the second half, because it always happens that way. If we can get out ahead in the first half, we're going to be in good shape because Baylor is a second half team. 
They go nuts in the second half, always. If we can make the margin insurmountable for them, get up by double digits early in the first half, early second half, we're in great shape. You're going to do the digital dash. And if we can just defend them for Baylor is such a good, they're the number one three point shooting team in the country. They are shooting almost 44% from three as a team. If we can stop them from doing that, we're in good shape because they just make shots. That's all they do. A bunch of they players. just score. They've averaged 87 points a game right now, shooting 50% from the field, 40% from three. If they had better free throw shooters, they could shoot 50, 40, 90 as a team because they've got the first two numbers. I mean, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, though. Look for a big game from my boy, Greg Brown. He doesn't pass the ball. He has like two assists this year. Uh, fun fact. But he just gets I buckets. Mean, he, he's just a scorer. Simple as that. Volume shooter. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. Make sure you tune in that one tomorrow night. That's going to be big. God, that, that's hilarious. He averages 0. 0.1 assists per game. He has Dope. one assist this year. Nice. Averaging <laughs> 12, 8, and 0. 0.1. Good job, Greg. Nice, Greg. At a boy, but at a boy. So dude, I'm hyped for this game. I, it, college basketball. This is like January madness or something. We just got yeah. like a delayed madness, I guess, because we didn't get one lot this past year. So I'm looking fun. It's it's been a fun season so far, and it looks like it's just gonna get better yeah, and better. Um, you know what is getting better and better? What's up? The amount of money in Lionel Messi's bank account. Oh um, my god, it's crazy. So Lionel Messi's contract gets leaked from 2017. Four years, $674 million. And allegedly yeah. he's already earned $621 million of those dollars. That's crazy. I'm no math man, Owen, but let me pull out my TI-84. That is good enough Let's for... Hear I'll, I'll race you to it. It's $168.5 million, Zach. It's a lot of dough. No, I, I don't think... Is that right? Check my math. $168.5 million per year. Owen Kiska, certified math wizard. Let's that's certified why, math boy. Math boy to the extreme. Owen Kiska does not need God. no calculator. That was a full send. That was a full send right there. But I and he's probably about I'm to make shocked, more money dude. too. I, I, I'm yeah. shocked. What a wizard, <laughs> he's bro. Make, he's about to make more money too because uh, the uh, the team Barcelona as well as Messi, I believe, are actually suing the people who leaked it as well. And so, so that could be a couple million more on top of it. Who knows? So Trevor Bauer but, uh, wants a thirty-six million dollar AAV. <laughs> Lionel Messi's yeah. like, screw it. I just got a hundred and sixty-eight point five million dollar AAV. Beat that, Trevor Bauer. Um, uh, it's literally the biggest contract in sports history. That's, like, that's nuts. nuts. That's actually insane. What's more impressive, about. the amount of zeros in Lionel Messi's bank account, or the fact that Owen could computate that in like five <laughs> seconds? I'm going with the latter. I'm still shocked. Whoa, that's nuts. I had to pull out the TI-84. But that's a lot of dough, man. It's a lot of dough. That's a ton of dough. Brinks truck. That's a whole lot of dough. That's like 100 Brinks trucks. Many Brinks trucks. Has has he got a – I believe he's gotten in trouble too before for not paying his taxes. I know Ronaldo had the whole tax fraud thing. Has Messi had a tax fraud situation? Yeah, but like he had – it was like a slap on the wrist, pay some fines and you're fine. Yeah. He doesn't pay taxes. That's all money. That's his money. Yeah, he did have a tax fraud prison sentence, and uh, he instead just got it reduced to a fine. That was three, almost four years ago now, three and a half years ago. That's that's insane. Jeez. Uh, could you imagine making $674 million over four years and not paying taxes, Zach? You know, Owen, I couldn't. I couldn't, but. I couldn't either. 
Jeff Bezos does it. Yeah. A lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people. We're not a poli- we're not a poli- We're not a poli- podcast, we're not though. a political podcast though. But- Just like we're not an economic podcast. Mm-hmm. So do not take our Dogecoin to the moon uh advice seriously. Hold Although hold, it, hold. Oh, Oh, it's just cr- it crashed again. It was it was over four cents a while ago. It's now down to three and a half cents. Oh no, Owen! Uh, I'm back in the red. Oh no! But you know what? You know what? We move. Owen's It'll be feeling back bullish. Up. Don't worry about He's it. Feeling bullish. Don't worry about it. Hold the line. Hold that line. I'm holding the line. That's great. I will. I've dude. My hands are literally diamond. Mm-hmm. Look at him. Look at him go. So I mean, I we we kind of just have to send it at this point. I'm not. I'm not selling. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Dogecoin, I, I mean, it's there. It's there for a reason. Yeah. So why not hold? Hold, hold, hold. Uh, in the words, in the words of Pop Smoke, shoot for the stars, aim for the moon. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. Pop Smoke, man. I'm ready for Woo Back <sighs> Wednesday. You know who is also Woo Back Wednesday's who, coming up. Who, who's wooing their way to uh, the top of the table? West Ham up to fifth in the table. Look at that. Top four remains the same after uh, Liverpool beat Tottenham. Got to get a little prem, prem Morgan, prem finish. Solid, yeah. decent. Everton solid, of course, good as stuff. always. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, it's been a good episode, man. We're we're finally getting yeah, to talk been. about baseball more. I'm excited. The stove is warm. The stove, the, no, the stove heated up this week. The stove was hot this past yes. week. Realmuto, Arenado, Simeon, Simmons. We had some huge signings this week. Yeah, but. Yeah, man. And we didn't even we didn't even mention Eddie Rosario going to the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, CBT. Trevor, up Trevor Williams headed to the Cubs. Uh, Carlos Rodon back to the White Sox. Who who, who Bob Nightingale for no fault <laughs> of his own, notable reliever. Note him called Carlos Rodon similar to Bruce Rodon is who they assumed that he was talking about, or maybe Alex Colome. I I don't know, um, but talked about Rodon being a solid back end reliever when. Carlos Rodon, he's, he hasn't, yeah, is uh, is a starting pitcher who is he started ninety five percent of his career appearances. Pretty mediocre. I, I don't think he's ever appeared in a game above the in the ninth inning, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the whole I saw I saw him pitch in person once though. I went to an Astros White Sox game. He was a starting pitcher, I believe. What a time! Hashtag tank for Rodon. Back in the day, that was that was the guy for the Astros. But I know. think he I think he got a I think he got shelled the game he played against us when I went. I'm trying to think. It's a random obscure oh, baseball game. Yeah. I, I'm not going to be able to find it that quick, but you know what? We move. We move. We move. So, yeah. Uh, coming off a 3-2 and two 2019 campaign with a solid 5.19 ERA. His ERA in the COVID shortened season, 8.22. So, he's oh, wow. going to be a long reliever for them. I do not think he's going to be starting any baseball games for them anytime soon. Yeah, I, I doubt it. So, Owen, once again, we're moving. We move on to the next week. Be on the lookout for something special as it is Super Bowl week. No matter how much we want it to be or not, it's coming. The weekend is going to be performing the halftime show and the Bucks are playing at their home stadium. So, as always, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Me at Wooly Zach. Owen at Owen Kiska with two eyes. Follow the podcast at Controlled Chaos Pod. And that's spelled at C-N-T-R-L-D Chaos Pod on Twitter. Of course, our link tree is right there. You can get access to Doc Chaos Radio dropping tomorrow. 30 fresh tracks, 15 from me, 15 from Owen. Shameless plug. Got that on Apple Music and Spotify. We thank y'all, as always, for tuning in to our sports, music, and cricket podcast, Controlled Chaos. So 
Hope you all have a wonderful week. Take care of yourselves. Make this week your best week. Keep that same energy. And we'll see you next week. Adios. Adios. Steven Souza, man. I like that signing. I really do. See, I'm a star, look at me from afar Hard to be down to earth when you nesting on Mars You comment on how I move, too much space to assume But I'ma tell you the truth, now When I'm gone and I roam, run the globe for three months